Welcome to Wayfarer's Respite. This is our first postseason discussion where we dive back into season one of Calamity. Uh, we touch on our character creation process, some of our favorite moments, and we try to recount some of the events in season one uh, after a quite uh, lengthy break. As I hinted, there was a large time gap between us finishing recording Calamity and the recording of this discussion. We hope you enjoy the first installment of Wayfarer's Respite, and we encourage you to stay updated on our social media accounts for Wayfaring Strangers D&D Podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from any of you for favorite moments and even where you think Season 2 will go. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be working on some one-shots that include some special guests that we'll be releasing soon. Uh, before we dive in, we'll have a few short ads so that our discussion and your listening experience is uninterrupted. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first recap. Season one is done. Uh, did it. Woo! So we're just going to recap every episode a little bit and go through some uh, cool moments. We can talk about some cool moments, talk about some uh, cool NPCs, just get to know uh, for you guys to... Let me know how you think of the session. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Things and stuff. So, season one of Calamity was, uh, I believe it was primarily Colin and Jake's characters, and then... Or episode one, yeah. Yeah, episode one uh, uh, was primarily Colin and Jake's characters, Ruri and Zario, and then I think Gluzo got introduced at the very end. Yeah, I think I came in literally like two-thirds of the way into the session. Yeah, you mauled something. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, you guys uh, were like hunting. Bear? You guys were hunting a boar. It was something. And you ran into a bear. Right. Is there a bear? There was a bear. There was a bear. Was a bear. We'll get to that. Um, you weren't there for that. There, there was Sprout a boar that you, I listened to you were tracking. Um, you guys, you were, guys tracking. were tracking. Let's just get into the recap. Oh. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah I did we got, that's down, what we're doing. We did write down a whole thing. Yeah, there was a whole thing. So Ruri, a lone wanderer, finds her way into a quaint seaside of Dehesho. Finding some rest at the local Stillwater Inn, she meets Lewis, the bartender, as mm. well as a tabaxi man named Zario Nohardus. I can't remember. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, for reference, it has been months since we've ran this campaign because we've been doing another campaign in the meantime. But uh, So looking to make some money and to actually get some food to eat and uh, hopefully get a room to stay in at this inn, uh, the two accepted a job from Lewis to procure some food for the town since seemingly over the past couple of weeks, uh, despite it being a thriving port town, I mean, despite its looks, it was a thriving port town, uh, had been quite dry uh, in the past couple of weeks. So the two of you set off into a forest uh, nearby Dehesho where people typically hunted for, you know, other various kinds of meat. And that's where you two found Gluzo. Yeah. I mean, it was just you three at the time, but we can include Sprout here because he'll come in pretty soon. Uh, everyone's inspiration in process for designing their characters Okay, so that means I got to go way back into 2020. <laughs> Deep way back into 2020ville when everything started um, splatting the fan. Okay. As they say. Common yes, that was, that was shortly after, uh, after Colin had an incident where he had pooped in his hand on accident and then threw it upwards in excitement into a fan. <laughs> That's Wow. 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 Good improv there. <gasps> oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's everywhere. Why did I do that? 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I don't remember when you wrote this character. If it was when you actually had COVID or not, but no, no COVID for me was July. We started and um, we started in like May or March. not May. Um, it was, March I, or April. it was late March, early April. Yeah, I think it was April when we started this one. April, April, April. Um, but yeah, character design for me at least was was March. I can't remember. Honestly, I don't know if I had anything to pinpoint Ruri's um, overall inspiration to, other than that the name is a name that like Taylor was looking up old Irish names, and I thought it was sick. Sick! Yeah, it's quite it's spelled uh, in quite the fun way. Yeah, that's kind of your shtick. Yeah, R-U-A-I-D-H, and then I with the... No, there is an R. R and oh, then I. Yeah, R-U-A-I-D-H-R and then I with the... With an accent. With the accent. Yeah. I got to say, every time I had to make a document for just production stuff, I had to go find your character sheet mm-hmm. on D&D Beyond and just copy-paste the name because yeah. I never yeah. remembered how That's to why I do it. a lot of work with this character on my phone. Because <laughs> it just... It I think Mac allows you... Yeah, my phone auto-completes it now. <laughs> I think Mac allows you to do... Mac, you can hold down... The character, and yeah. it will open up a subset, which is nice. The rest of Max, eh. Mac, if you'd like Macs to Apple, if you'd like to sponsor Maple. us, you can reach us at their phones are five five five. Phones are pretty bad. But. Slash Winter Wayfair. <laughs> wow, we don't actually type that in. No, let's go with the wholesaler that doesn't do Apple stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Hey, wholesaler that doesn't do Apple stuff. That's a wholesaler. <laughs> <laughs> not that sailor. That's one uh, full genuine sailor. Right. Who other what than about, Ruri? What about Zario? Where'd you come up with that clown? Well, <laughs> well he's, a, he's a tabaxi, first of all. Thank not you very much. Nice spillage. It, it went back in the lip. Well, y'all chill. Is there any wet? There's no wet here. There well, is no wet here. You heard it here first. Zario's just a good old boy. <laughs> and I don't really know like how I came up. With him, I really. I think I know your the, where the accent came from. You were playing Fallout. No, no. I, that's <coughs> I know the, some of the music that inspired it was from Fallout. I think actually. No, it was actually Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That's oh, true. That's, that's right. true. Um, wow, that is that is funny because you want to know where I got you from? Where art thou, old brother? <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. Well, we both got our accents. <laughs> But yeah, I okay. I love that movie and I've watched it tons of times over and I don't know, I really just like the uh the kind of southern accent that's just kind of pouring out of your mouth like molasses. And so I don't know, I just kind of went with that. And so what was the inspiration for the Tabaxi then? The Tabaxi, I wanted him to not be like what you think of like a typical southern character, you know, wearing overalls and all that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, all you southern people yeah. <laughs> with your overalls. Yeah, because we all know every person south every of Georgia owns a pair of overalls. South, south of Georgia. Georgia. That's also already known pretty as south. Florida. The south. Only we know, okay, let's be honest. Everyone in Florida has a probability of owning a pair of overalls. What I'm saying is stereotypes. Florida audience. By stereotypes. We, we didn't even want him. So <laughs> I wanted him to be like super disconnected from how he sounds to how he looks. So that way there was just like a lot to him. And I wanted him to have like the the very peaceful type 
monk style, even because, mm. you know, he is a monk. There, there, <laughs> there's still a lot that I could probably do with him. But as far as that, that's really all that I had to uh, come up with Zarya. What uh, about Gluzo then? So when I made Gluzo, I initially knew first that I wanted to play a barbarian just because um, up until that point, I had really only played like either half casters or like completely martial classes. And so I was like, oh, I got to try like a barbarian. So I looked through the subclasses and there was a playtest one or like an unearthed arcana for um, Path of the Beast. And I was like, hmm, what would go well with this? And I had just been catching up on Critical Role and there had been like a just a random bugbear NPC that I was like, oh, this guy rules. And uh, his name was Gluzo. And I was like, I'm just going to lift this because I didn't realize we were going to record it at the time. And now we are. And I stuck with it. And it's fine because that NPC only showed up for like 20 minutes total. And it's not the same NPC. It's like a different NPC. Yeah. Okay. But like there, there was that one. And then I was also listening to The Adventure Zone at the time. And they have, like, a whole arc with, like, bugbears. And I was like, I want to play a bugbear. They sound like fun. And then we got a little bit... So after that episode, we get into episode two where we meet Eldon's character. What what was Sprout from? I, at that time, had been watching a lot of an anime. This anime is known as Hunter Hunter. Mm. And the two main characters are, like, chi- children. Gone and Killua. And they're, like, nine. And they're, like, nine. And so I'm like, that. That right there. <laughs> And I just made this this cute little innocent boy, like little shepherd boy, has not experienced the world yet, is confused about everything. And I'm like, it's just going to be a fun little exploration. Like, just like, just like Hunter Hunter, you're going to hear a little, little chippy tune music. And then, oh boy, when Sprout arrived, that was not what I got. Holy no, wowie zowie. It was real dark. We skipped straight to the Chimera and Ark. We didn't have any of the beginning parts. And I was like, all right, that's okay. We can get through this. But he's supposed to be like this innocent, fun-loving, like wistful go for it. Like his whole th- shtick is going with the wind. So like nothing can hold him down. It's a lot of just like, just go with the wind. Go where the wind guides you kind of vibe. Very wispy, very ah, uh, kind of. Fun-loving. Fun-loving. So then we get an episode two where the party finds uh, their newfound friend Gluzo and they return to Dehesho with a whole bear that I'm pretty sure Gluzo killed. I can't know who killed it. Was it Ruri? It was Rosario. Killed what? I think Ruri? I killed a wolf. You? We fought wolves, and then and then the some bear got scared up. off by the bear. I, I did like an animal handling check to like try to get the bear to leave because I didn't know they oh, were. I was startled by the shot, and I went into my rage for the first yeah, time the and first started time. just freaking. Freaking out on the bear. That was the first time I even pulled the gun out. You guys didn't even know I had a gun. (laughs) She's got a gun! She's strapped. (laughs) But you got that whole bear and managed to, with the uh, help of your newfound friend, Gluzo, uh, got it back to the show and uh, found Lewis arguing arguing with a uh, (laughs) a nine-year-old boy about... To be yeah. fair, I think he's 12. He's 12. 12. Something like that. I mean, but... Uh, might as well be five. Let's might as well be yeah. five. <laughs> he's a boy. He's but a uh, boy. arguing with this kid, like, where are your parents? How did you get here? Who do I need to call to pick you up? And you just were... he. You were not even picking up on any of the signals he was given. Didn't need any of them. 
Wasn't there for it. Certainly wasn't. Gluzo, uh, you know, took the front center stage to help him out uh, and helped him got, get a room after some conversation with him. Uh, you didn't even know your own name. I didn't have a name. Oh, uh, in, crap, that's right. In, Sprout didn't even have a name. In Sprout's community, he lived in a in a weird, like, air genos. Oh, well, some I, more. Some, uh, I guess, should I share this? Is this shareable I mean, information? Either way, people in his community bit. are not named regularly. Um, it's it's more of a, th- once again, your name will come with you with the wind. It is just kind of a natural thing. Mm. It's a huge nature-based, like, it'll happen eventually. Who knows when? You might get it when you're two. You might get it when you're 36. Some people don't get named until they're 103. Who knows? But the, the party ended up naming you Sprout. Uh, don't actually remember why. Because <laughs> it, it means he's growing. He's growing. He's growing to a big boy. I'm pretty and sure then, uh, I, I, I called him Sprout. That's right. You, cause, we little Sprout. Yeah. And uh, that night, uh, as you were all setting into your new home, or at least your temporary home at the Hay Show, uh, a dense fog rolled in, uh, which everyone in the town seemed to know about except for you guys. And uh, Lewis, the bartender, you know, instructed you guys to stay inside because that was the safe thing to do, but... Zarya and Gluzo uh, had their own plans and decided to go outside to investigate this fog and why it was causing everyone to be so on edge and head rush inside um, and to uh, where they found distress at the docks. Uh, a man toppled, uh, uh, had crates toppled over him because he was trying to finish his uh, shipment and uh, you guys rushed over to help him and uh, you got the first glimpse of uh, the first boss. Mm-hmm. What was that like? <laughs> uh, I knew something was gonna happen. We're gonna take um, it. I mean, they. <laughs> Lewis told me to stay inside, and I was like, "Nope." So <laughs> I love the the recap for the next episode. Is like Lewis goes, uh, "Just stay in your rooms tonight." And I Zarya goes, "Why?" And he's like, "Just don't leave the bar." Well, I'm gonna go see what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, gonna instantly ignore that. <laughs> I, I I feel like Zario was expecting something. He just didn't know what to expect. And when he actually found out what it was, um, he was like, "All right, maybe I should have stayed in the bar." Yeah, <laughs> but you know, he he has a certain curiosity about him. And curiosity he's like a cat. The cat. Uh-huh. But it's what he found. It's brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. guys got the first glimpse of that. Uh, monstrosity it was definitely like oh no because i think you described the tentacle as like having teeth on it yeah kind of like maws and we'll get to we'll get to that uh later about the inspiration of that for sure i was i I was really glad that i ended up going with you because you might have died i might have you got grappled i think somebody got grappled. (laughs) yeah someone got grabbed you managed to save Uh, the guy i got hurt in my leg i think Mm -hmm. yeah and uh so you guys uh, made your way back to the inn and uh, hopefully, or thankfully, did not die. You stayed in the beds for the night and the next day commenced. Kind of leaning into episode three, you guys got to meet some cool NPCs. Uh, any favorites? And I know names will be, probably be lost at times, but we had people like Lewis Kepler, who oh, he was. Uh, yeah, he did have a last name, which didn't really have any real bearing, but Lewis, the uh, inn owner, and. Uh, Skeet Reese. The That's f- oh. my favorite right there. Skeet Reese, the uh, owner of the fish market. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Patty Washburn and Clint Washburn. Patty owning Patty's uh, Patty's Convenience, the convenience store, and then mm-hmm. Clint had the uh, Hooks Forge, the uh, blacksmith in town. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, we had Mayor Stern. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the oh, oh man, I can't talk like this. I can't even remember how I did it. No, I it really was don't. really dead sounding. Yeah. It was just yeah, like, you, <laughs> sir, are you laughing on your last name? Like, like, yeah. It was like a dead person talking. Like, yeah. I, like I see, like, I can't even do it. Uh, I don't even remember how he I'm talked. Just too full of life nowadays. I'm too young. Back I'm, then, I was half dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just we were all stuck at home on Discord. And then the receptionist, Katie Brower, who eventually becomes a little bit of a bigger part of the story. Any favorites? Any funny moments that you guys remember from any of those people? I think Zario has one. (laughs) Who has one? Oh. Zario, was it Zario hitting on uh, Skeet? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was very, or he was very intoxicated. And... I don't know. You saw Skeet's luscious hair from behind. That is true. That is Skeets, true. But what you didn't see it's was his barbecue beef jerky skin and golden yellow teeth. Smashing and, figure, though. <laughs> Man. Yeah. He, was, he basically he was looks like butt. he looks like Fabio if Fabio behind. was left in the sun too long. I think Fabio was already left a little too But, like, long even more. But, like, but like, <laughs> like, put on extra crispy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, if uh, he was made in a skillet. I don't. Fabio. Not, not Zario's finest moment. <laughs> but I know a lot of people liked Mayor. At least you guys liked Mayor Stern. I did like Mayor Stern. That, that was because he was blind. Role play. That was a good moment when <laughs> Sprout just went up to him and goes, "Hi, Mr. May. Did you know that my name is Sprout and your name is Mr. May?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. Role playing a person with the mindset of an unknowing anything. Wow, it's hard. See, I thought that would have been perfect Lord, for you. It's hard. Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been shot. <laughs> no, but, oh, oh my goodness, it is so difficult me. to be so unaware. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to role play and do what you think would be. It's, it's just an interesting character to role play because putting yourself in the mindset set of I don't know anything. What is any of this? I don't know. And just going. Eh. And I know some of these NPCs from the town uh, were there, but I think. I know you guys enjoyed. Like my favorite probably was the bandits. The bandits, oh, yeah, which dude. we will get to. Did they have like the Brooklyn accents? Was they that they were like kind of. If I can, let me see if I can. They were like. It was literally. Yeah, it was literally the voice you do for Rizzo. It was maybe a little more like you do like this mixed voice thing. It's like. Hey, boss! Hey, boss! Hey, boss! We found some crates in the back. You want us to take them out or what? Yeah, you know. Kind of it was like, like a, everything like a, was always it was so, so high volume and spazzy. Like just simple <laughs> questions that they would like ask each other were just so I don't know. <laughs> Yo, Tony! We're going to the pizza later! You want the pizza? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we get a pepperoni! God, we get a pepperoni! I think I think I remember I don't remember their initial Reaction to seeing Gluzo, but it had to have gone line the lines of like, "Oh God, what the hell is oh that God, thing? What the hell is that?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, literally that word for word, <laughs> like something like that. Uh, uh, Marty, what about you? Um, I think mine purely because of the like the one scene I had with him, like one on one, was Patty. Just because it was that one where I went back by myself mm. to the store to buy a water breathing potion. And he was like, okay, 20 gold. And I sat there 
on my laptop and just random number generated and ended up giving him like 29. And he's like, oh, thanks for the tip. And I was like, uh, yeah, a, a tip for a good job. All right, bye. <laughs> didn't know what a tip was and you didn't know how to count. <laughs> Katie Brower, I believe, mm. approached you guys. I did. Still don't trust her. <laughs> I like the cut of her jib. <laughs> so approached you guys, uh, seemingly knowing that some of you had seen or witnessed the thing terrorizing the port town and decided to uh, hold her trust in you guys, uh, knowing that she had to retrieve a relic from somewhere in the forest because she's not just the uh, lowly little secretary that uh, Mayor Stern knows her to be. And uh, Secret agent. Secret agent. So you guys ended up uh, following her into the forest to find a temple, uh, only to find that said bandits were already in there rummaging and raiding and looking for loot, not even knowing what was really in there, but just wanted, they just wanted some bounty, some booty, if you will. They just wanted some booty. Don't we all want a little bit of booty? You guys tried to sneak in. <laughs> Give me the booty. Show and me uh, the booty. I believe Gluzo was the one to fail the stealth check as he just walked down the I hallway. I was so confident. I was <laughs> rolling the dice going, bugbears are naturally proficient in stealth. I got this. And I rolled a five. Yeah. And they saw you very like light and day. They freaked the hell out. And they, I'm pretty sure, immediately <laughs> shot crossbows at you. Sure did. And uh, fighting ensued. I believe Gluzo, Katie, and... Zario took the front and center stage for fighting. I think Ruri was comforting Sprout. No, Ruri was fighting. Ruri was fr- fighting. She got hurt. Sprout was. Sprout was I out think in I was the corner. Healing. I probably got. There was hurt. a. Yeah, because you got hurt all the you time. Got hurt. There's a moment after combat where you heal her, oh, mm-hmm. and there was just this little thing where, like, you you did so well, like role playing, just like scared little kid, where Ruri asked you something and you were like, Oh yeah. You want you want me to make it feel feel better? And he goes, Would would that make you feel better? And he and there's like this really long like pause for a minute and you go, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my heart melts. Yeah. It's so good. Well, after that, uh <laughs> going into the temple more, uh, you know, dealing with some traps on their way. Uh you guys ended up into the uh basement of the temple and found some skeletons. Yeah, we did. And I believe Sprout, that's where Sprout had his oh, first yeah. kill. That's uh, how we do it, baby. I can't even remember how you did it. I think you just drove a dagger into... Either that, or I no, think you I beat shillelied the, it. You shillelied a stick and just... Oh, my shepherd's crook. Yeah, and you just cr- cracked the skull of a skeleton. Popped uh, like a pimple. And uh, eventually <laughs> uh, found a tunnel, a little oh. crawl space where the only person that was able to fit was a uh, good old boy. Sprout. That looked peculiarly... Pecu- Peculiar, peculiar. Yeah. No, yeah. How do you pronounce wow. that word? Peculiarly. 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 It was child size. That's what I'm trying Pe- to say. It was sprout size, and so sprout went in. I'm pretty oh, sure three. a skeleton was in the hole. I can't remember entirely. Yeah, but actually. it wasn't animated. It was, was just like, it's a skeleton, and he went, oh, and it's like it's not, it's not alive. It's not alive. Because yeah. that was the person that was digging the hole to try oh. to get out. But he found his way into the relic chamber. Which had the relic uh, that Katie referred to, which was an eternal glowing torch. And the torch uh, blazed a bright blue light that seemed to not have any heat to it. So the torch got rid of the fog, right? Yes. Yep. I'm just going to point something out real quick. Go on. 
Sprout had an ability that gets rid of fog. Nah, this is fun. magical. This fog. is magic <laughs> fog. Though. This was magic fog. I but I didn't even get to try it. Mega hyper super fog. It's super oh, duper fog. Super deep. I, I, I think I realized I should have probably had a moment where you guys tried to fight the beast without, without the fog. Yeah, with the fog still up. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean we kind of did, but there was only two of us. And we got yeah, and, and I'll right get away. into what the fog would have done when we get there, but. Uh, going into the next episode, the mist. You, I just yeah. realized how like how much playing Zelda Breath of the Wild at the time influenced your campaign design. I mean, temple. I mean, I, I you want to know what I thought of when I thought of the temple, or like uh, even just like the torch, Indiana Jones, torch a, eh, a little bit. Um, Indiana Jones. No, when I thought of the temple, <laughs> I thought of uh, uh, Minecraft jungle temples. <laughs> Oh, because that was the, actually the vibe I got. I think. It was like yeah. full of vines and like <laughs> traps inside. Jungly, jungly. Yeah, jungle, like a jungle temple. And uh, <laughs> but shortly after you achieved the relic, you guys set sights to uh, head back to Deheisho. Night had fallen, and it was your first full moon. Oh, and uh, Gluzo seemingly on edge the whole time. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if Gluzo mentioned something about full moons, but you guys made I, the executive decision to blindfold you. I initially mentioned it to Lewis because I destroyed my yeah. You destroyed your hotel room, room the night or my in room the night before because it was close to a full moon. Yeah, and I paid for the damages, and I was like, "Sorry, I just kind of freak out when the moon's almost full." Mm-hmm. And then I don't I don't remember if it actually came up, but like. I had the blindfold on my glaive and I was just like, just like wigging out. So you guys, along with grabbing this torch and uh, bringing it back to Deheisho, also had to navigate a blind Gluzo through the woods. And if I remember correctly, Mm. a pack of apes came through and stole the torch. This is where I don't get frustrated (laughs) with my luck. Because you, there are some, some good, good moments here. So I think a, a pack of apes stole the torch, and one was just running off with it. So you guys had to oh, do a man. chase, they a chase combat. Ruri off so much. I'm freaking pissed. That's where we and got our catchphrase. I think. Is it? Don't remember entirely how it happened. I think some apes were just. You were fighting some apes. I got dogpiled on by like three of them. Yeah, or they might have been apes or wolves that were just There's nearby. Apes. apes. They're, they're apes, definitely they apes. apes. I remember this. And you were like getting dogpiled and like eventually they just hit you in the head enough times that that blindfold came off they and you got off, full yeah. sight of that uh their moon. Of that full moon oh, and yeah. uh you uh turned quite ravenous. You Oops. like your tail got So this is like a tropical area. It was like kind of a tropical. Okay. It was kind of tropical. Because like in the city, I got like old Britain, like smoggy. It's kind of, really? it's, well. That's how it kind of is. But imagine that. But Cork just me. like like the, like the roads weren't necessarily like cobblestone yeah. like Britain, but they were like it kind of had that same atmosphere. Okay, it was just more tropical because it was like it was yeah. a port town. The weird yeah. thing is, like I haven't like, I mean, I have played video games as of recently. But definitely, like it's been so little compared to, I like I was in I was in my senior year of high school when I sold my Xbox. Mm-hmm. So before that was when I played games a lot more. So like this brings me back to middle school for some reason. My imagery of this area was like a combination of like me as like a four four or five year old kid playing 
a Tomb Raider game. Oh, one yeah. of them. One of the many that I played. Laura Croft. So Tomb Raider <laughs> and then combining this with like Far Cry Instincts. Yeah, Far Cry. Like those are like comparison. the two things combined in my brain with this place. So <laughs> what was everyone's uh, initial thought on uh, Gluzo's transformation and his ravenous will to just I knew something was going to be bad about this dude. <laughs> I knew something was gonna happen. Well, I mean, you his got primal, a hint of it his right primal at the uh, instincts, instincts transcended even his own friends. So, like, he was ready to attack anyone that had blood flowing through him. So, you got blood inside you. You did. I want to see it. <laughs> and I believe the way it was handled was Ruri and Zario were sprinting towards the apes mm-hmm. to get the relic back. I believe Zario got it back. Back at the scene of Gluzo was Katie and Sprout. No, Sprout actually just like ran off. And well, so, oh, see, well, oh, yeah, what no, happened? No, because Ruri was, ran after Sprout? No, Zario ran after Sprout. Zario I ran after Sprout. Ran That's after how he ended up in my pocket. Yeah, and then um, I think. Ruri got the torch back. Yeah. See, I, there was, Unless you guys convened with the torch back, and that's when it happened. There but, was a lot of weird things that happened in that in that. Combat. It was a weirdly at, at paced first, combat. At first, I tried to transform into a chimpanzee to talk to them. You did, and I think it worked. <laughs> it no, kind it of worked until Gluzo's blindfold came off, and then mm. shit hit the fan, and I think after you transformed is when Sprout was like, and then ran off into the forest. I remember some part about Ruri coming up, and I thunderwaved her. Yeah. Yes, that did also happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, bef- I think before this, the main, the, up until the part where Gluzo went went Super Hulk, before that was a little bit hazy in the order of things because all I remember mm-hmm. is that I just staked a monkey. Yeah, that was what so was. happy about. That was the inside. I think, I think, just Rory. like I was about to make a tent out of monkeys, and I just staked the first one. <laughs> yeah, you cornerstone. Like you, you. <laughs> I remember I just edited this episode. You stabbed him in the hip and pinned him to the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, was I like, think that was thing. I think that was the exciting moment that caused Sprout to run out. Well, I don't even know if Sprout was there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was because that scared the crap out of him. Oh, I really? Because yeah. yeah, I was still a chimpanzee there. I was like, yeah. huh, oh yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You you freaked out because you yeah. But I remember um, <laughs> once Gluzo's transformation took form and everyone kind of reconvened to that like little clearing there was a very good plan that uh didn't work didn't work that uh involved a stealth check from ruri and a wisdom check from katie or sprout i can't remember i was i think at that point i was in zario's pocket yeah he was yeah it was katie Mm -hmm. and then it was zario and ruri were like trying to like hold him back while katie like tried to wisdom save Make a make. You were also a, trying to escape my pocket. Yeah, and that was irritating. Peed. You rolled <laughs> really good on your wisdom saves that whole time. Uh, no, I to, rolled really bad because I think I was. Supposed oh no, to yeah, roll yeah, yeah. There. Well, you rolled really bad. That's what I meant. Either way, good was, things happened. No bad. But, uh, things. Bad, thing, bad, bad things, things happened. happened. I lied. Bad. And things uh, eventually, something happened. One last attempt. Uh, you were face to face with Sprout. Yeah, I was about to attack Sprout. I think. That yeah. Was yeah. Spooky. And scary. And I had you make one more wisdom save, which you finally failed. Or succeeded, I mean. Yeah. And uh, your instinct didn't necessarily know what to do, so you just kind of ran off into the woods. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, the end of that session where, like, it happened. I literally was, like, 
freaking out. It was one of those moments where it's like, do you think God avoids us because he lives in fear of what he created type situation? <laughs> I was like, what have I done to my friends? What have I done? <laughs> Did you have any idea of where you were going to end up? No. I, like, I think the way we kind of um, took care of it was like, I kind of control the character, but you have like the final real say yeah. in what. But like, even after you ran off, did you have any idea? No, I was like, yeah. well, I, I, maybe I'm gone for like a session. Because that brought us into the next episode where I think Zario was holding, was had the torch mm-hmm. and Katie asked you to like hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the birth of your guys' like distrust. You guys end up back in Hay show, uh, relatively unscathed and... Relatively, if I remember correctly, and I got hurt everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. You were never not hurt. I don't know why. And uh, <laughs> made your stay in the inn, and when you woke up, Sprout was gone. Oh, Ran yeah, away. gone with the wind. But I did let leave a what little you, little toy. What do you think is next for Sprout? I mean, I really he's not know. in the campaign as of now, mm-hmm. but. Well, I, I thought that, that was a good was moment for Sprout to leave. Because, first of all, I had written a character that did not fit the vibe of the campaign necessarily, I don't think. And I think the way I'd written him and pictured him, it just wasn't a super good fit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, do you know what? Do you know what does fit Sprout? Just leaving. Up and just going up and leaving. Just going. Peace. I'm like, that would make sense. This is a good Because you just took Sprout the next to, yeah, I took ship. The boat, and, and, and I think that that's really good that you did that, though. Because then that opens up so many possibilities yeah. for Sprout to like make to it just appear. Or something. But maybe he's older this time. Yeah. Like, there's so many things you could do with it. Times creatively. Times good. But uh, maybe we just go to another city and we see a statue of him. Yeah, he's a hero now. He's <laughs> flexing, just flexing his, his no, new his massive like, muscles, his ball bearing slingshot, or, or maybe oh, he's a, he's a yo-yo. Yo-yo, yeah, he a yo-yo. yo-yo. Maybe that. Just, okay, that was super hunter hunter. That was mm-hmm. that's just killer. Yeah, you literally. Depending yeah, on how long this campaign right. goes, maybe we'll see him. In Maybe his college, if you die, and his who knows? He's years, old. Get he'll be in his college years smoking weed. There. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, who knows? Hugh's just going to die in his sleep from old age. Well, getting into Hugh, uh, Zario and Ruri wake up the next day in the next episode, and half their party is gone, and they're trying to figure out what the hell to do. And uh, luckily, they go downstairs and meet Hugh, uh, Eldon's new character. Uh, what was your inspiration for Hugh? I'm not even going to lie. KFC. I, yeah, I was going to say, I went to KFC? Council Bluffs, and I, I, I'm going to say it. I love Kentucky Fried. Hell yeah, brother. Famous give me, bowl. Give me, give a, me famous a famous bowl. bowl with a Mountain Dew and a cookie. Oh, you've got a happy boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be real. As soon as I looked at Colonel Sanders, I went, welcome, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm Colonel Sanders. I'm like, that's my new character. And so I just <laughs> I made knew Colonel Sanders, <laughs> the D&D character, but he sold his soul to an all-powerful, evil, benevolent being. <laughs> evil, benevolent. Ah, evil and benevolent at the same time. Evilly evil benevolent. also good. <laughs> evil and Well, it's like fair. one of those gray areas. Selfishly, altruistically, just selfless. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Exactly. Well, after but, you guys yeah. had a quick conversation and introduced yourselves, you kind of discovered you had a similar destination 
but different goals. And a similar love of orange juice, I guess. There was a whole was there a thing there about was a whole thing like about five minute juice. conversation about OJ. You got to get that vitamin C. It's <laughs> especially in your old age. <laughs> you, you get you get sick once. You'll be bedridden for the rest of your life. He was he was he takes daily vitamins. He has one of those pill capsules with Monday, Wednesday. You know, it's like the the big like like the seven by like five one yeah. where it's like before breakfast, <laughs> lunch, break. uh, like dinner, bedtime. This, exactly. <laughs> this should go to. Uh, I forgot to mention this. While you guys were in that temple, you. Uh, Sprout and Gluzo spared a bandit. Oh, yeah. oh yes, against my wishes. I mean, you weren't, you weren't there. there. You were there. <laughs> oh, but I know. But if you but, were there, it would have definitely been against you. But me, Jake was there, and I was like, "What, oh, you idiots, you fools!" <laughs> yeah, you're so mad. Uh, Do yeah. I see this? It's it's like, no, Sprout, you don't. Sprout found him because he ran off on his own and found the bandit and healed him up, and Gluzo. Intimid- tried I, to intimidate him to. I gave him the stank eye. Yeah, you gave, him, so you gave eye. him something real stinky. Well, you guys uh, set off him. with Katie into the woods again to find Gluzo uh, with your new friend, uh, Hugh, Hugh William Hugh Foster. William Foster. <laughs> and uh, found some traces of Gluzo and found a dr- like a whole trail of footprints and. Something big being drugged through the woods, I wonder which you could that only could assume was your friend Gluzo. Uh, found your way into a cave, which happened to be the bandit hideout, which you happened to find that one bandit that was spared. Bandit uh, boy. That bastard. Who had, yeah, a lot of bandages. And, oh, yeah. And uh, you found Gluzo tied to a stone pillar in the cave. And big old chains. A gentleman whose name I forgot. <laughs> oh, Mr. Wilton. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about at the end of the episode where Sprout leaves. Um, that's where we have our first sort of insert song that oh, you yeah. wrote for Sprout. Oh yes, I forgot what I'd called that piece. I where I, I call home. Sprout. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That was a that was an interesting piece that came to me while I was lifeguarding uh, at the pool, and I just had an idea for like wind just. I'm like, what would wind sound like on a ukulele? <laughs> and I just had my little ukulele while I was at at the pool, and I just wrote a little, wrote a little, little, little ditty. ditty. Yeah, wrote a little ditty, golden oldie little ditty. Golden now I did not do ditty. that while I was lifeguarding. Sweat into the oldies. Did it while I was on my break. There you go. Over like four or five days. I, I did find it. It was Wilton Sir, Mr. Wilton. Wilton Mr. Sir. It was S S Y R. That's what it was. This okay. guy. What? Wilton Sear. 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 That's way weirder than my name. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. Your name has a D in it, and there is no trace of D. I don't remember uh, where I came H. up with that name. But or an you H. Found that Wilton was. Yeah, did you? We're talking about Rudy. He was oh, Rudy. the oh. Uh, <laughs> leader of this bandit group, and I believe he uh, had some powers of his own. Sure did. Slightly similar to Hughes. I wouldn't understand why. And uh, I don't understand mm, why we'd have similar powers. I wonder. I fail to recognize. Him. But uh, oh no, you're the same person. <laughs> oh my god, he's actually clone. my twin brother. My twin. I think he was a drow. My twin brother he was a drow. Julio, who is a one-eyed professional tennis player. You stole my wife. 
No. Whose <laughs> life is just a soap opera that so, he's been in for 60 years. And this is where you found that your similar location was here. Your goal, Ruri and Zario, was to free and rescue your compatriot Gluzo, while Hugh's agenda was to deal with Wilton himself. Wilton. And so Mr. after Wilton. the whole shebang, a whole <laughs> scene uh, placed upon thou ears... And thine ears. And we got the funniest moment in the campaign so far. That was true. So uh, Wilton died, and you saw his soul go into right into Walter uh, Hughes' cane. Sucked it up. (laughs) And you guys had a body left, and thought about you know just leaving it there, maybe burying it, maybe. You know, hiding it and then... Light them on fire. Light them on fire. (laughs) All right. Light them on fire. Yeah. I should give him a proper burial. And I was like, light them on fire. All right. Light them on fire. fire. (laughs) So good. Afterwards, you guys head back to Dehesho. And I don't remember. I think it was the same night you guys prepared to fight this uh, being that was in the woods. Squilliam. Or in the uh, the ocean. Sorry. Yeah, we... uh, yeah, we kind of had like a day, basically that day to prepare, and then we took him on like that night. Mm-hmm. And had your first boss battle with the Calamitous Squid. Is Was that its name? The that Calamitous was, Squid? That's what I named it. Damn, that is a sick name. <laughs> the Calamitous Squid. And uh, I'll <laughs> tell you, so the, the maws on the tentacles. Maws. Uh, it's to the very mold. inspired by the game Darkest Dungeon, mm. which I will that? show I you just an absolute the, uh, monster horror. from this game that kind of inspired it. Oh, that is oh that's disgusting. horrifying. I love it. Oh, dear Lord, I about fell. I have to He's find a teacup. I have to Look find the up. one I got. A f- I knew that's it. The shambling horror from Darkest Dungeon. This thing. That's awful. That I is, love it. Yeah. It's disgusting. This is what kind of have so many it. mouths. Just too many mouths. Oh, yeah. There you go. But I wanted to make it a squid. That's kind of how I envisioned it in yeah. my mind. I so a lot of tentacles, and the tentacles had like maws and teeth and what? mouths and eyes just all over it. It just was not out from this world. Not a not a number. Not no. I pictured it being a little, little, little bit lighter pink. Yeah, it is. It, it was definitely a lighter pink. Okay, uh, perfect. I literally translucent. Just, I just pictured a Cooper blooper from Super Mario. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be extremely so, honest. That's kind of what I if thought. If it was slightly <laughs> translucent, then we would have just seen all of its Zario go. Oh, yeah. Which did happen. Yeah, how was that fight for everyone? <laughs> I, I loved it. I came out of that not unscathed, but... I, uh... Yeah, you swam through its stomach acid, which you found was pretty much everywhere in the squid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> it remember... A, I death-starred it. <laughs> I remember saying, I want to rip off one of its tentacles, and you were like, no. And I was like, I have advantage on this check. And you were like, you have to roll a natural 20. And I rolled a natural 20 on, like, the first day. You got upset. <laughs> big big ups. Here, here's my thing. I, I, you, I was you a man guys, of my word. I let it happen. You did. And, and I gave I you some extra damage, that. I think. Yeah, you did. Throughout throughout playing with me, you guys will realize something about my playstyle when it comes to combat. I will do combat, but I will do my darndest to make combat not combat. 
Yeah, I don't know how you can do that with a squid. Yeah, that was. That's, <laughs> I, I see that that <laughs> session, especially one that's as calamitous as that. I remember. I, I did blink out at some point, and then I told Rory, "I'm like, hey, take this knife and throw it in its mouth." And I pressed the digitated it to just make it taste like the most awful thing I could think. of. I don't even remember if I gave you any bonus for that. <laughs> and, and I was just like, "Rory, throw this in its mouth, please," and then it missed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I just remember into the water. Rory's luck was bad. But also, Ruri doesn't really like. I mean, she had to kind of power through this this fight because she doesn't like deep water. And I think we got out kind of far. Mm-hmm. We, we were out. We were on a boat, I think. Oh yeah, we went on the boat. And so, what the mist? So the mist was like all throughout this sea or ocean or hmm. big old lake. Probably a sea. It's not a, a lake. Water. It's not a bowl. It's not a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a channel. It was a channel. The channel. No, it was a big old sea. And uh, what the mist... So you had the relic, the torch, which dispersed the mist. If that mist was... Up to like 30 feet, didn't it? Up to like 30 or 60 or something. It was enough that I just kind of like was like, all right, Right. the fight can go on now. Yeah. And um, basically, if you didn't have that, uh, the mist was going to obscure your vision so heavily that you would have all had disadvantage on attack rolls against this thing. Yes. It would have had advantage on attack rolls against you. And I, th- I planned, I didn't fully flesh it out, but we never ended up using it anyway. <laughs> um, it was going to basically be kind of like a maze type scenario mm-hmm. where like, if you were like out there trying to fight it and you wanted to like get out, you would probably get lost in that mist, like dangerous stuff. So, Finding that relic was very important. So we could have could have just gone straight and killed the. If we, I mean, if tried, you were even, lucky enough yeah. with your rolls, we could have defeated. You the squid could have me. defeated the squid early, and you would have made me rewrite everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm into. It's just ruining plans. plans. But uh. By me. See, oh, I remember. I tried to make the squid vomit up Zario. <laughs> Yeah, with the dagger. With That's the dagger. why you did it, because Zario made the decision to jump into one of the mouths. Uh, brave. On the I'll say brave life. decision. Uh, <laughs> Tear it from the inside out. What are you <laughs> doing? It ended up working. I, I did. It worked out pretty well for I, if, How did the whole ending go? Did, did it have Rory a jump mechanic? Out. I, all no, I remember Luzo doing... jumped out. All I remember doing is jumping yeah. onto this thing, and basically... Slicing and sliding down. Yeah, that happened. Zario like pried his way off the top of it. Gluzo did something. I did like I destroyed the heart, then climbed my way mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and then I think I came in from the top and did like a little like ribbon like slice like twist down the thing. All I remember something. was it was a spectacle and this thing got destroyed and it was our our was team super. The end. And then you got a shiny what was it again it was just like a shiny orb it was like a shiny like crystalline orb that it's not it's like not like a perfect orb but it's circular in shape it's a pretty rock but you got a very shiny remain from it which i believe zario kept zario has yeah what do you think that I, is? What, what do you guys think that is? I forgot uh, that that was a thing i'm going to be really i we haven't played in like months yeah. i forgot that there was an orb yeah so did i I think uh I think, I think it was it the squid's kidney stone. That's my guess. That's my do. final guess. Squid kidney stone. <laughs> that's what it's canon now. <laughs> I think it has something to do with like 
Mist. I think there's going to be probably something environmental. I, I feel like each thing is going to have something environmental. That's what I'm going to call. And nice. I feel like the orb thing that we picked up was like the squid's token to be a climate machine, like harp. Because it did... Um, climate warfare We didn't on get us. too much into it, but not only was the squid being there just eating all the fish, a reason for Dehesho's drought, but it definitely was just like... It didn't... It wasn't like it polluted the water, but imagine like it changed the salt value of the water. Mm-hmm. And or even like, having a lo- predator that large. That too would, would do it, but like system. just imagine like the... F- pH value of the water changed yeah. pH in this water and too so much. that's why the so drought was just so <laughs> immense that like they were actually like losing money and like revenue from mm-hmm. this port town because they just couldn't catch anything but long story short that fight happened and uh, that was <laughs> after the defeat of the uh, squid you guys returned to the hay show and had some celebration, and I think Ruri tried to rob a person. Uh, yeah, and that, that was Zar- a whole thing. Another and, bad luck. And Zario uh, tried to take Skeet Reese home, and yeah, um, I think at Wayne Man. We honor. tried to Q, celebrate. Ringman, Gluzo. I don't remember what you did. I think you called an early night. No. Or did um, you? I had like a, I had a nice conversation with Lewis, mm-hmm. and then I was like. I want to take whatever gold I have left and just buy a ton of just a whole barrel of alcohol. Yeah, and I got messed up because you normally People didn't mad. drink. Yeah, I didn't drink, but that was pretty much the end of the first season. Yeah, what was uh, what surprised you the most? Whether it's character or an event or. I mean, you know, uh, an object or a beast or an encounter. For starters, the first thing that surprised me was so for anyone else, this would be um, for some insight here. I'm still pretty new to D and D, but at this time, definitely more new to D and D. So um, this character was, and this whole arc was me really just kind of still vibing into D D after playing only one other campaign prior so i'm like making this character thinking oh yeah this this kid's gonna wreck stuff this is gonna be awesome and then all of a sudden there's like an ape and a big cat friend and stuff now and i'm like this oh like when bluzo came in i was like oh my goodness <laughs> we what got, is we going on <laughs> we should talk about the absolute mechanical nightmare that is Gluzo with a yeah, glaive. Yeah, you have so bugbears already have a reach of an extra five feet, so you can attack people within ten feet rather than five. With and then you hold a glaive, which also gives you another five feet, so you have oh, you an have attack range, range of. A... You have a melee, melee attack range of fifteen feet. That's the dumbest thing He's I've so ever mad. heard. If I ever take the Sentinel feet, you're done. Yeah, I ban pull our Master Sentinel. Let's go. Pull our Master Sentinel. I will put hordes of goblins in your way. Yeah, and, none of them are going anywhere. Uh, that's a reaction. Oh shit, you're right. You get one of those bad okay, boys. No. You got me. But what anyone else? Uh, any characters or things that surprised you or surprised your character? I I guess I'm a little surprised at how into 
the character of Gluzo I got because he is legitimately, I think, my favorite D and D character I've ever like made. And, and he's played. different from any other character you've played. Like he he's a different vibe. Mm. Um, yes, and no. I don't think you've ever played like like an animalistic kind of like you played a couple characters that were like not unintelligent, but like mm. a, like the martial <laughs> archetype, like. I'm not super smart, but I'm really strong, and uh, and it's interesting how to role play that. Yeah, and it's um, there's something to be said about like taking like pieces of yourself and putting it into mm-hmm. a character. Um, which is why I chose Sprout because I'm a child, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, Gluzo. Kind of, I I'm not sure where he really came from, like in like the sense of like personality and stuff like that. But going on and, like, kind of figuring out what I wanted his whole story to be, it was a lot of, like, oh, wow, that's kind of, where did that, I kind of had to sit down sometimes and go, what is going on with Mm -hmm. me right now? Where did it come from? That I'm thinking about that, you know? Yeah, there's just, like, a a lot of fun little things that I got to do with him that I was like, I love this little, I love this little guy, this little eight-foot-tall guy. Just little eight foot tall. Yeah, little. <laughs> little, he's my, little baby man. He's my son baby. dad. Your son dad? <laughs> I'm Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> I, I'm I'm honestly still just kind of taking in everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have anything that really sticks out right now. I'm really enjoying the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know um, in terms of your characters, not much has really come up uh, with backstory stuff, and I kind of did that on purpose for like introductory to like the first arc and everything. Yeah, and so that's always I know a good more idea. Like more stuff's gonna kind of come in. I did. I did spend like part of an episode sitting down and going, "Okay, some weird shit happened the other night. I probably should explain." Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. delved into yours in game, so. Mm. See, you and we f- kind of got a hint. Uh, we kind of got a hint of Hughes a little bit. With, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. with Will. Well, that's kind of you. kind of apparent with Warlock. Like with yeah. Warlock, it's kind of like, well, yeah. Okay. yeah how'd you get your powers? Ah, yes, you- sold my soul to the guy down the street so I could play this guitar real good. Yeah, and you guys yeah. kind of had right the same. The uh, you, I feel like I can say it. You guys had the exact same patron. And that's mm-hmm. how you both had oh. similar powers. Our, I thought you were talking about Gluzo. I was like, yeah, well, no, and Gluzo no, no, no. had the same <laughs> patron. Yeah. Wilton, oh Wilton and Hugh had the same patron. Eldritch and, uh, Blast. There were some reasons for. Now I have the name Kin Eater. That's Hugh new. William Foster, the Kin Eater. I do not just eat the Kentucky of Fried, I also eat other people who, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? You don't have to spell it out for me. <laughs> And I know we kind of discussed it already a little bit. At least some people kind of delved into it. But for one of the final things, kind of, what was pretty much everyone's like favorite moment that probably happened in this first arc? Mm. And it could be a line. I I really liked. Uh, I, I I have two. The I'm on fire. Mm. That I, that, I knew that would I be like a lot that of was favorites. One of my favorites, and the second, at least for Zario, was jumping in one of the squids. Oh, that yeah, that's why I remember when move. you said that because I remember when you said you wanted to do that, and I've always this was my first time DMing, first of all, so, and I knew going because I've played enough campaigns that I knew things like this happen all the time, and so when I heard that you wanted to jump inside the beast, <laughs> I knew I had to oblige. <laughs> yep, rule of cool, man. And you gotta follow. The and I, you know, cool. I on the spot made some like things like this thing. 
has mouths all over, it's probably got stomach acid all over oh, the yeah. inside of its body. So, you know, like making con checks yep. for poison damage and uh, stuff like that. But you coming out on top of that, literally coming out on top of that <laughs> squid uh, was f- rad. Uh, <laughs> part of the F. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably one of my favorite. Like that that combat. That combat was so good. <laughs> that combat was yeah. cool. meaty. The, th- the nat twenty to rip off the tentacle was mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, the humor in it with Hugh throwing the dagger, <laughs> the stinky dagger, stinky just, dagger, <laughs> stinky dagger. For that's you. a that's if we ever if we ever make merch for this show, that's our going to be our first shirt. The stinky, stinky dagger. dagger. That sounds like a fun tavern name. The stinky, the stinky dagger. dagger. Stinky dagger. <laughs> I'm having a hard time like pinpointing. At the end of the adventure, Hugh retires and opens the stinky dagger. (laughs) I'm having a hard time like picking out specific moments that were my favorite because, you know, going back through this, I have really, really specific um, visualizations that I'm like opening up going through this that are really awesome. Um, It's tough too because it's been a while. It has. It's been a while, but I mean, the thing, I mean, it sounds like the opposite, but I'm enjoying how this first arc has been difficult for Ruri to find her place mm-hmm. and and to like get into the things that she's trying to do. And nothing's coming easy for her, which is what I'm enjoying about it because it's in some ways this is kind of a new thing for her. Mm-hmm. It's not just she's not just slipping by. Um, but yeah, as far as specific moments, there are no specific moments for Ruri. And there's like uh, nothing known about Ruri. Like, we, I mean, I there's not it. a lot known about Zario either. Yeah. Very true. But with Zario, it's like, he, there, there's like a lot we've seen from Zario. Mm-hmm. With Ruri, Ruri's very quiet, very yeah. in the background kind of vibe at the current moment. Cause mm-hmm. Ruri's shy. Like, it's Ruri shy. I don't and know, it didn't help that like, kind of, kind of like. With this arc, it did highlight some people. You know, it highlighted Hugh for you know, kind of getting in, just very dipping its toes into the water mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Hugh's patron, and with uh, uh, Gluzo. You know, going into his backstory, and I mean Gluzo with the whole transformation arc was pretty much uh, like a spotlight centered on like something that could happen to be part of his backstory, mm-hmm. and so. Moments like that are definitely to come, so it's not necessarily a bad thing that somebody yeah. is kind of maybe not in the direct spotlight at the moment. But it's well, like story writing. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's I mean that's kind of my my character's intention in a way too. So mm-hmm. she's really good at just blending in. Although I, I guess some of my now that I'm like able to recall some of these things a little bit better, I think my favorite moments particularly about my character, just when Ruri gets very frustrated and just those things work out for her. When she's frustrated and it carries through and it satisfies her anger. I'm freaking pissed. I love Mm -hmm. it. Like when I stake a monkey, like that's so good. (laughs) Band name, stake a monkey. (laughs) Staking a monkey. Monkey steak. Monkey steak. It's like monkey monkey steak, but but it's... oh. Wow, that milk steak. Two different places. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, milk dear. steak and monkey wrench. If we ever milk wrench, that's <laughs> that like tagline 
if if like Ruri was in a fighting game, you'd pick her on the character select screen. She'd go, yeah. I'm freaking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> what about Elden? What was your favorite moment of the campaign? But yeah, I really enjoyed the combat. That was probably the combat of against yeah. the squid. And that combat was... in in general is something I've. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of D and D podcasts. The only D and D podcast I've actually listened to, which was one Marty mentioned, was the Adventure Zone, and I've listened to a little bit of uh, Critical Role, but I've only honestly ever gotten into like the first episode of like the second campaign of theirs. So I've never even gotten to their combat. Mm. But I've always thought that combat, especially in a setting that is so picture of the mind has to be articulated in such a way that you, everyone around the table can not only just understand what's going on, but at the same time, like, so everyone has the clear census of what's going on together, but then they also have their own way of perceiving it. Mm -hmm. So everyone knows that Ruri staked that monkey. But the exact movements and the exact color scheme and yeah. everything like that is all frame in the mind. And mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be able to articulate exactly what happens while still leaving that creative freedom to the person's mind. So that's how I do combat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Be very descriptive of things. Dink. Did you have one, Jake? Did you? I already said one. Oh. That's right. His was the uh, jumping in. Mm-hmm. That's right, yep. What about Galuzo? Um, I think my two are definitely the scene with Patty where I just give him a bunch of extra mm-hmm. gold. It's just a it's fun, always the funny moments that are just a fun role-play thing. And then, uh, again, like the the scene where uh, Sprout heals Rory just because I've had to listen to it like six or seven <laughs> times while I've edited it, it's always just that, yeah. It just gets me. And I remember DMing that part, and that part was fun. That was part that part was very good role play heavy. And the way I don't know if I've showed you guys like that clip. I took like the clip of that episode and I put the instrumental of Where I Call Home on there. Oh, and Where like, I Call the, Home being the song, the song. that Eldon wrote yeah. for Sprout. And the little like wind noise that you do comes in at like the perfect times and it's almost like we or like you wrote, wrote it for that, yeah, that scene. scene and it's just it you can't like make it up. It works too well. What a wild time. Wild time. Crazy time to be alive. Wild thornberries. Well, what a concept. Despite Thursday. Despite being the first episode into season two, which I will say is more of a segue into the next arc, what are your predictions for where this place is where this campaign is going? Oh dear lord. Nuclear catastrophe. <laughs> mm, the that's... only answer. It's always down to this. It's the Nazis. What is everyone's character feeling going into the next arc? Like your character. Oh, wow. Uh, here's the thing. Hugh is... Uh, well, other, Hugh uh, has a new agenda after the first episode. Yes. Sorry is just ready to make some, some coin. Yeah. Keep going. Here, here's a... Okay, I don't, actually, that's a spoiler. I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Don't spoil anything. Yeah, don't spoil I mean, No, spoilers. I mean like for like the next episode. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's very... Because you'll notice something about Hugh that's different from the other people in the party, is that he has the power to do something known as spellcasting, which nobody else does in our party. Is, and there's a certain thing. That <laughs> it's like, okay. yeah. You'll get to that, though. Well, we'll get to that. This is the trailer. One man, three other men. 
and a girl. One Actually, man, two th- men. Three men, two, two girls. girls. Yeah. And they do a thing. And they're <laughs> doing the thing. That except is... not that thing. Oh you sick I'm making this so bad. <laughs> I, I, you tried to fix it and you made it worse. <laughs> Three men, two girls. One of the girls, don't know if she's 18. Three men, one girl. <laughs> one guy is like 65 or something. Another one's a cat. The third one is a long-armed bugbear. <laughs> Next time on Calamity. Next time. <laughs> um, Which one of these able bachelors will be? Who's going to never find love again? Oh, man. What's Rory thinking going on to this? no idea. Honestly, my... I remember my mind frame for some reason very well during that episode, the first episode of season two. Mm-hmm. Which would be episode, but which would be I, a big bleep, you. <laughs> but in that first look into maybe where we'll be or how things will, I don't know. End up. My mind frame was basically void the whole time. I was like, I have no idea what Somebody we're going to do. Void. I have no void. idea how my character feels. It's, it was just like this weird, like the ultimate uncertainty. That's the best part, not knowing anything. And, uh-huh. <laughs> oh. For the, I mean... Because Katie kind of almost, in a way, hired you guys because she feels like she trusts you guys. She's paying us? She sees, she sees something in you guys that could help her with she paying whatever us? she's doing. I still don't trust her. I don't remember if she's paying you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I don't, I don't think, think so. I think, I, think, I think she noticed that a lot of you were itching to get out of town and needed places to go. And she invited you to come with her and help her. And, you know, and she paid for the fit. Like, she paid oh, yeah, for she all did. your uh, trips on the f- on the boat. Spoiler, but she paid for all your trips to the next location. Uh, and we're going to Cabo. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was gonna- you guys are going to Disney World. The one I'm thing I Disney don't World. understand, if, or I can't remember if we laid this out or not. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse might cease and desist us. I can't remember if we the Disney World. I can't remember if we learned this or not, but I think we might have joked about it once. But why is Katie just up and uh, like? What about the we the town? We literally the, ask her about that. I think like, aren't you worried about the mayor? Oh, ah, it'll be fine. I can't remember if we talked. About <laughs> well, that um, at all. I don't remember if you guys talked about it, but I will tell you, Katie had not been in Dehe show much longer than you guys oh okay oh, she, I thought she was like a permanent resident no she she wasn't even a receptionist been, she was well, just kind of squatting she definitely was a receptionist for a little bit she was um, just squatting but nobody she, noticed because uh, it's blind <laughs> but uh she had probably been in the hay show for maybe two three months before you guys arrived well we were only in there for like a week mm-hmm. so she's got some She's coming with you guys. She'll probably be an important character. So I don't trust her. Don't kill her, <laughs> please. <laughs> don't kill her, please. Uh, well, now that you've said that, I've been meaning to bring this up with you. I've been meaning to actually murder her. 
Like mm-hmm. ever since I met her, like mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> she deserves to die. Mostly Sprout. It's Sprout who mostly thinks yeah, that. Sprout? He's like, this lady needs to fucking die. Oh my god! <laughs> this bitch needs to get her head caved in with my shepherd's crook. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> anything, Ellen, but I dare you to try. Like I'm talking <laughs> full out, extend yo-yo, <laughs> crack right on the top of the forehead. Give a I nasty migraine. I don't really trust Katie. Rory no, doesn't really trust I don't think Katie, anyone but really trust Katie. Don't. let's it's let's be weird. honest. But that's nobody of, trusts anybody up in this crew. But Rory connects thing. with women better. True, that is a thing. I don't understand why Rory doesn't connect with a sixty-something-year-old man. I wonder why, man. Who? That's crazy. Hugh. <laughs> no, Hugh. It's pronounced Hugh. <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> but um, it's it's a. Good storytelling reason why you guys don't trust her. So I'll say that much. What I'm saying I'm is sure. I'm a really good storyteller. I'm not and sure. And you guys I are even, playing like, right into my thing. <laughs> I'm You're sure. falling into my trap. Yeah, like Gluzo like has no reason not to trust. But of course, there's always skepticism. Ske- skepticism. Skepticism. Words are hard. You're telling me, man. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, sometimes. 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 But anyway, um, I think that's everybody. It's because she's secretly the their... final boss. I'm calling it now. I don't secretly the final boss. Oh no! She oh doll. No. Oh, she no. was evil the whole time. She's gonna murder us all. This isn't good. I don't like that at all. I think Hugh needs to die. And my new character needs to talk. What about if this. I'm actually the final boss? What if what I if? am? What if we are all our own final boss? What if we're actually the villains this whole time? Oh my Think god, are we the bad guys? Are we what if you're the squid? Look deep and say And with that, <laughs> I didn't get to say my... Uh, what were you going to say? I think we're going to find more... We're going to... There's going to be fa- fantastic beasts and we're going to find them. Kill them. Like I, I said, think Disney we're going to find out. We just Disney. got sued. I think we're secretly going to find out that Katie is actually my father. Katie's actually your dad. Yeah. Going into this new season, um, I guess you asked like how everybody's feeling going in. Um, I think Gluzo is a little on edge and doesn't know why. He's not feeling the vibe. Vibe's off. Zario's ready to go. He's anxious. He wants to get back out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's not the fact. It's it, I I don't I don't know if it's the fact that we're leaving because it does for him it does feel kind of like oh because this is the first like place in however many years that he hasn't been immediately like cast out and been like you don't belong here you're big scary monster man. And now we're leaving and going somewhere else. And I will say, that's definitely just the vibe of De Show. I mean, De Show had... It was a... As successful as that town was, um, it was a hole-in-the-wall kind of town. Like, you had guys like Skeet Reese running around. I'm going to tell you what, if you got Skeet Reese running around, <laughs> and, and they'll take anyone. <laughs> like, people probably were more scared of Skeet than they were of you. <laughs> but uh, Anyone whose name is Skeet just needs to I don't, reevaluate. I don't remember how I came up with the name Skeet Reese. It fits but so it was, well, though. It's amazing. <laughs> I loved making that guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Dehesha was just a town where, like, 
everyone was used to the unordinary, so they were just used to people like you. That's kind of how Dehaisha was. People like you. Yeah, I don't like that phrasing. That, I've, <laughs> you are too an, bad. You are an eight foot tall beast. <laughs> Quite right. literally, you can't escape yourself. <laughs> Big strong guy. Too bad. But the real question so that is, is what does the monster on the inside look like? Hmm? The monster on the inside. What does that look like? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> but next time. That is pretty much the whole recap. Um, I'm glad everyone's enjoying it or enjoyed it. It's been like oh, I don't know eight if we, months. So I don't know if we mentioned it, least. but this is your first time oh, DMing. I, I mentioned yeah, it once. It. Yeah, this is my very first time DMing, so... Yeah, you're doing, you're doing, I've, I've played you're doing more good. than enough you're doing, times. You're doing too. a good job. Thankfully, I've played enough times, and this is by no means a requirement from a DM, played enough times to understand rules and just like have enough experience breaking rules. Because when I started playing, I rules were not a thing when I played, uh, when I started. It was... Isn't that how it usually starts? Pretty it's just much. wildness. It's just like... Yeah, you uh, do this thing, and uh, the rule book can't tell you no, when in reality it can, and conditions and stuff, and all that jazz. And so I'm glad I had that knowledge going in. But yeah, I mean, it's writing a whole campaign is daunting, and writing where to go next from, you know, things. Thankfully. And this is a blessing to say, because not everyone gets to say this. Things have gone according to plan, so. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> so Things not gone according to plan in yours? <laughs> not really. really? I, uh, mostly yes, but they're. I haven't noticed it, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> players never notice it. <laughs> but yeah. you always have to prepare for what the players, you don't, or what I should say is you can never prepare for what the players are going to do. So improv is a huge thing, and I'm glad I'm decent at it. <laughs> I love improv. Don't but even get me started on it. That Holy is the crap, you look like the Beatles. All of them. You can't Nobody say the B word. We'll definitely get Mar- Marty had his his bangs down from that, and he had like you know the June bugs. Those the guys British aren't even June on Spotify. Bugs. You can't say that. They're not on Spotify. Are no. they not? I thought no, they weren't. Not. I thought for a long while they weren't. At least they if they are now, they weren't. A year and a half ago. Yeah, the June bugs aren't on there. So anyway, um, that's <laughs> our recap. You hungry? Nah. <laughs> Swallowed a June bug on the way here. Swallowed a big June bug on uh, the way here. <laughs> we need to stop talking about those disgusting vermins. Anyway. My God. Hey, June bugs have feelings too. So that's yeah. season one. We'll that is season one. Probably. Uh, season two is coming. Yeah. yeah, I guess coming so. Coming next time you when you listen. Next so, time you win, you good one, Colin. Let's move. As good as we are at intros, we're cutting off a lot outros. So I was gonna say we've been done with this for like ten minutes. Yes, now. Have we ever talking. even made like an intro when we've talked? No. no. Exactly. It's a nightmare. Every time it's just nightmare. 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 That's good. Thank you all again for your support and joining us on Wayfaring Strangers podcast. We're so excited to share this adventure with you all. As mentioned before, we didn't even know we would end up formatting this into a podcast. So your feedback, support, and engagement have been beyond our expectations. 
thank you for inspiring us as we've released season one. We can't wait to finish production for season two. Stay tuned. We'll be back with season two later on this year. Thank you.